Jeff Halfley needs a new offensive line coach. Boston College men's basketball loses to Duke. And women's lacrosse, they kicked butt again. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. And let's just check, start off by saying, if this is your first time listening, Locked On Boston College is a daily Boston College podcast. We're the only one out there that does this five days a week. I give you all the analysis and everything you need. And for those of you that have made us your first listen, thank you. It really does mean a lot to us. So let's start off with some coaching news, because that's usually the thing that you all want to talk about most. Matt Applebaum, Boston College's offensive line coach, has reportedly been hired by the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Miami Dolphins just hired a new head coach, Mike McDaniels, the former offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, and he will hire Applebaum to be the, I believe, fifth offensive coordinator, uh, offensive line coach in Miami in the last six years. For Applebaum... This is the end of a, I would say, kind of tumultuous couple years with the Eagles. Depends on who you ask. I know he was not a very popular person with the fan base, as, and I understand this, there were three players on that offensive line that were All-Americans, or All-American, or All-ACC. You had Zion Johnson, who's probably one of the best offensive linemen Boston College has had in the last 20 years. You had Alec Lindstrom, who was either the second or third best center, depending on who you asked. And you, depending on who else you wanted to add, you could say Christian Mahogany, Tyler Vrabel. They had some good offensive linemen. And yet, year after year, this offensive line seemed to always underperform. Last year, Boston College brings in all five of their returning offensive linemen. Or four of their five off- returning offensive linemen. They add in Christian Mahogany. And they were 109th in the country in sacks allowed. Their running game couldn't do anything. Now, they were able to pass the ball well, but that was a lot of it was due to Jakovic running for his life. So a lot of people got really frustrated with the offensive line. And, you know, people like me, I kind of chalked it up to new scheme. I know that there was a little bit some some different terminology that Applebaum was using that might have been different to um, Trout Wayne and some of the other offensive linemen that uh, coaches that Steve Adazio had. But that even that being said, you bring him back this year, and the offensive line still struggles. You have Zion Johnson, one of the best offensive linemen in the country. And even when you have, you should be able to block guys. And they struggled all the time. They got all the all the press for being a dominant offensive line. And believe me, there were performances on that offensive line that were dominant. Zion Johnson was, you know, I don't think he let up a sack all year. Christian Mahogany is going to be a great offensive lineman. You ask him, he's going to be the best offensive lineman in the country. That's what he said to me on Twitter. Alec Lindstrom, he improved. But there were issues. And I don't know what it was. It could be scheme. It could be his coaching. I don't know what it was. But the offensive line wasn't good. And he ends up leaving. You know, he gets hired by an NFL team. Now, you know, when Applebaum was hired... A lot of the coaches made a lot of sense. You could you could draw lines from Jeff Halfley to most coaches, right? Frank Signetti coached with him before at Pitt. Um, you know, Richie Gannell, Boston College representative. Boom. Tim Lokabu, 
Uh, they coached together at uh, either Tampa Bay or Rutgers. I don't forget which one. But he coached with everyone. The one lone wolf that I believe there was no connection was Matt Applebaum. And he he had that first year. They struggled. And then in the offseason, Jeff Halfley, you know, candidly said, you know, when he was talking about his entire coaching staff returning, oh, you know what? We're ha- we had guys that got coaching offers. You mentioned Azar Abdul-Rahim, the defensive backs coach, who was one of the best recruiters on the team. You know, that he was someone that, you know, had got a job offer as a defensive coordinator. He stayed with BC. Then he mentioned Applebaum. I believe he said he had an NFL offer. Um, I forget. I don't have the quote in front of me, but I know he got an offer somewhere, and he stayed with Boston College. Now, just a year later, Applebaum leaves. Hmm. I don't. I'm not into the to the mind frame and the and the. It, it's a, it's a little too tinfoil hatty for me that BC just kind of shoved him out because I don't I don't understand how a college team. No offense to. I mean, I love Boston College. I went there. But why would a school push somebody out and then he kind of jumps up to the NFL for the same position? That makes no sense, right? Like, no guy is going to get fired and then move up like that. Like, someone like him. I, I remember someone did the same thing when Ryan Day was fired at Boston College. And they were like, oh, yeah, he was a lame coach. No one liked him. He got fired. So that's why he ended up as the quarterback's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, you saw what happened to Ryan Day, right? Now he's one of the best coaches in the country. And the people who thought Boston College fired him look kind of foolish. And I'm not saying that Applebaum didn't get, you know, maybe helped out to find a new job. It just, I just don't believe it. I I have a hard time believing that. Um, But this, you know, leaves Boston College with an interesting uh, spot open on their roster now. It's later in the coaching carousel, which it's okay. This is unknown. I mean... You know, when the NFL ends and and they end a lot later than college football, so they're doing their searches earlier, and that's when you get guys like Applebaum years past. You know, you had um, Anthony Campanile leave late because he went to the Dolphins. You have these coaches that leave a little later, and you'll be able to find some guys. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk about who some of those guys could be because I'm sure there's some names you're going to want to hear about. But before we do that, Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, pl- player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile interface to learn more about the trends and action. Head over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Um, I'm going to talk about the Duke game in a little bit. Just a heads up, I got to take some vacation time this weekend, so I, I only have been able to see some highlights. That's why the coverage of, of, the, of the basketball game is kind of slow this weekend. I haven't been out since my daughter was born about eight months ago. I, I mean, even before that, I hadn't been all uh, out that all that often. So I got a chance to go skiing this weekend. 
nice time to recharge. I will give you all the analysis that you want from everything. Don't you worry. I'll give you a little blurb of what I thought about some of the Duke stuff after the after the segment. But just wanted to throw that out there. Also, it has nothing to do with this weekend. My voice is again shot, and this is not COVID this time. I don't know what's going on. I I have something sinusy or headache or uh, you know head infection or whatever, and uh, my voice is shot again. So I apologize. I swear it's just this weird time of the year. So. Boston College gets uh, loses Matt Applebaum. This is the second coach that left this uh, coaching season with Frank Signetti heading to Pitt. They replaced him with John McNulty last week. And now Boston College will have another coaching search to, to, to fill. This one won't be as crazy. You won't hear so much about it, but it should. It's an important hire. When you're Boston College and, and your bread and bones are the offensive line and filling in that role, you want to get a good coach. So there's some options out there, and <clears throat> it, it's so tough. As I just said in the first segment, when you're looking at potential connections to to BC, you always look for the Jeff Pathley pathway, right? Look for those guys that have connected. But as we saw with the McNulty search, he's been everywhere and has coached with so many different people that his the, the branches that of people connected to him are, are insurmountable. It is almost impossible to connect to all those dots. But there's some other names, too, that I think might be worth looking at. And so some of these names may not be connected to Halfley, but they may also. So the first one I want to say is Aubie Hoffman, who is currently the offensive line coach for Rutgers. Hoffman is a Boston College, former Boston College offensive lineman. Obviously, you know, he is as connected in the New Jersey area as you can get. Now, Applebaum was not the New Jersey uh, recruiter. I think he was more Midwest, um, but he was mostly the offensive line guys. But you want to really lock down and really uh, like battle New Jersey, Aubie Hoffman might be that guy. Like You have him, you have Joe Daly and Halfley. That's a trio that's going to win a lot of recruiting battles. And I know Greg Schiano at Rutgers has done a lot, but that would be a really good um, counterpunch for that. Now, how this won't happen, I've heard Hoffman before wanted to coach at BC, but his wife, I've I've heard buzz that she wants to stay in New Jersey. He's in a good program right now. I mean, we all like to joke about Rutgers, but Rutgers is playing much better, and they're recruiting well. So I, I don't, unless Boston College can significantly increase the pay Hoffman would get, I don't, I'm not sure he would do that, but I, man, I think he'd be a great hire here if that's someone they could go for. Speaking of possible Boston College alumni with coaching um, res- coaching experience, Mark Colombo would be a name I'd watch for. Now, Colombo was an offensive line coach most recently with the New York Giants, was fired for getting in the face of Joe Judge, who, as many of you know, um, was awful <laughs> as a head coach. I'm just going to put it out there. He just was not, um, you know, he that last season he had at New York with the Giants, was a complete embarrassment, including that last game where he was, you know, doing quarterback dives on second and nine. So, I, you know, when Colombo first got in his face and then got fired, I was like, ooh, that's not a good move. But the more I heard, I read about Judge and what kind of a, you know, not the, you know, I want to call him a clown, but he's not a clown, but just a, just not a good coach. I think it really clears up that maybe Colombo did have a point. Now he's look. I'm assuming he's looking for a job. Um, and what better place to go would be than his alma mater. I mean, going back to Boston College would be a great fit for him. Now, 
he has no college experience, which is a bit of a bummer, but he knows Boston College as well as anyone there, so he could easily sell the program. So I, I like him a lot. He um doesn't have any connections to Halfley, but I I still think he could be someone that could be exciting that would be a good fit for Boston College, and we'll, I mean, he could be someone to keep an eye on as well. Now, the third name that I had is Bob Bostad, who is a former offensive line coach uh, with Tampa Bay, who was the offensive line coach from 2012 to 2013, along with Jeff Halfley. Um, he is currently the inside linebackers coach with the Wisconsin Badgers, but he has a ton of offensive line experience. Uh, he was the offensive line coach, with, as I said, with the Bucks, also with New Mexico, San Jose State, with Wisconsin, Stevens Point. He's, a, he's, he's had a lot of experience as an offensive line coach, um, and he's got experience with Halfley, so it would be a bump up from him. He's only a positional coach right now. He'd get a whole unit, um, and we'd reconnect him with Jeff Halfley. Um, that's just a name to throw out there. Uh, so I know a lot of Boston College fans, you know, Boston College has a rich history of, of offensive line coaches. And a lot of folks want to throw out guys uh, like Chris Snee and Gosder Sherilis and, you know, um, uh, Jeremy Trueblood and all these guys. I, I don't think Boston College will go with any of the guys that don't have coaching experience yet. So not a knock on them. I just I think that's just kind of how the, the hierarchy works in college, right? For these guys to first get in, they got to start somewhere, whether it's as an offensive analyst or defensive analyst, and then work their way up. But I don't, I haven't seen, I don't see them doing that. I mean, for a, a position as big. Now, there might be offensive line assistant coaches that they could fill that in, um, but I just don't see them as stars. So we'll have to wait and see. Mitch Wolf will be um, on BC Bulletin later today, I believe, either today or tomorrow. Uh, with a, a much fuller list of some of these rec- um, potential offensive line coaches Boston College could be looking at. But as I said, it's going to be a big hire. They have four replacements that they're going to have to make on that offensive line. You have uh, Christian Mahogany, and then who knows? Um, a new offensive line coach could come in along with a new offensive co- uh, coordinator and say, eh, this guy and this guy aren't going to work in our scheme. Let's throw in these two guys. And it could be completely different than what Signetti and Applebaum could have used. So it's interesting. Could really change the 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 makeup of some of the what you expect on that offensive line heading into the 2022 season. As we wait to find out who that will be, make sure to check out bcbulletin.com to get all of your news and analysis as we kind of break down who some of these candidates and look at who Boston College could be um, trying to grab. Now, if you like this podcast and you are big into the ACC, you need to check out Locked on ACC with Candace Cooper. Candace has a rotating ghost, ghost, guests of Locked on hosts from the ACC, including yours truly, who joins her on Wednesdays. We talk about everything from basketball, recruiting, football, coaching, everything in between. It's a podcast you do not want to miss. Make sure to check out Locked on ACC wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and if you're listening to this podcast right now, check it out after this one. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're 100% covered in real chocolate. Puffs are a real favorite with some incredible flavors, including yummy, cinnamony, churro, 
coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie. They're all 100% covered in chocolate. And listen to what they have in these bars. They're so good. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Where are you going to beat that? You're not going to get candy bars with that. And these are delicious. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black on tomorrow's show. We're going to continue previewing BC and Syracuse basketball. We're also going to look at some of the other big topics going around in BC sports, including hockey, who continues their downward slide. They're going to have their consolation game against Harvard in the Beanpot. We'll talk about that and any breaking news that you're going to want to know about. Now, over the weekend, there was a ton of BC sports. As I said, I was away, but I did catch up on a lot of it. First of all, Let's chat about women's lacrosse, who had a, a top-five matchup with North uh, Northwestern this weekend, where they raised the championship banner at the Fish Fieldhouse. And women's lacrosse, at, you know, this was a big matchup. This is the return of Charlotte North. They had, you know, all these other great players, uh, Jenny Mazidic, um, Bell Smith, sorry, Jenny Medjid. Uh, and so they go in and they have a matchup against one of the best teams from last year, Northwestern, and they go out and absolutely hammer them. Now, Charlotte North, who won the Tawartan Award last last year, she scored six goals and they had eight goals in the fourth period, a uh, fourth quarter, excuse me, an absolute, tr- you know, mugging by the squad, like excellent, excellent game. And it shows, like, last year was not a fluke. This team is really, really good. And it's going to continue to just improve. Now, next week, um, on sorry, on Wednesday, they have another top 25 matchup as they face the UMass Amherst Minutemen, or Minute, I don't know if they call them Minutewomen. Uh, that will be on the road in Amherst, so that's going to be a big game for them. Now, you know, they're going to be, they're going to have a mark on their back all season long. When you're the champions, Everyone wants a piece of you. So good luck to the women. And when you got a player like Charlotte North, a transcendent generational player, you're in good shape. And she looked, I mean, she looked great again. Uh, big game for them on Saturday. Speaking of games this weekend, B, let's talk about BC Hockey, who now have lost 10 straight games as they lost to UConn 6-4 to at home. Um, I, as someone brought up, I totally forgot when I was talking about uh, the hockey team the other day and uh, some of the problems they had, I totally forgot to mention Jack McBain's injury, and I apologize for not bringing that up, but that was a huge issue. Um, I don't know what else to say about this team. They're hard to watch. They're playing poorly. They lost to UConn, which no one ever wants to see happen, um, and they're going to play against Harvard tonight, and... At some point, you hope that they can figure something out to get this season back under wraps, but this this is bad. I mean, this is the obvious, before this game even started, this is the worst streak of hockey but Jerry York has had set at Boston College, statistically, and it's just getting worse. So hopefully they can figure something out because um, they're going to be at the bottom of the Hockey East and the laughing stock of this conference by the end of this year. So um, just another loss. And then BC Basketball lost to Duke. Um, as I said, I have only seen some highlights of it because I was away for the weekend. But what I have to say about BC kind of goes into what I've thought all year. And this was a perfect example of that game where BC did what they could do to stay in this game. They just don't have enough guns to do it, especially when you lose TJ Bickerstaff to injury. Quentin Post was out with COVID related stuff. You lose your two bigs against Paulo Banchero. The fact that they even lost by only 11 is a miracle because 
You don't have the talent to kind of mitigate that, but they were able to do that. So congratulations to keeping it close. You want to see them do better. Now they got to get Syracuse again, who they just lost to a couple of weeks ago. You know, they're on a bit of a slide. I mean, this is kind of what we expected. You hope that Bickerstaff's injury isn't too bad and that uh, Post will be ready for this game because, you know, he's your second leading scorer and he's your, you're arguably your best big man. James Karnick had a good game. I saw some of the plays he made. Uh, but tough loss. But I love I love that these are the games that fans get into. This is the second straight time this week Conti Forum was rocking. Uh, NC State uh, barely beat. Um, BC basketball, women's basketball earlier in the week, and there was 3,000, which for women's basketball is huge. I mean, BC basketball, women's basketball only averages about four or 500 people. The fact they had 3,000 for that game was great. Um, but they had 8,000 for Duke and BC. Um, and I know a lot of them are Duke fans, but it's that one game of the year that fans get into. And it shows you, like, if BC could get their acting gear and get this team going, you can get fans back to these games. Like pe- people like watching good teams, right? That's why they want to come see Duke. Duke is legendary. You know, BC is not going to be legendary, but if you're a local team, or you know the the the, hot, the school kids, I mean the the students will all come. You'll you'll get the fans back. But that's just kind of my thoughts on that. Now, um, on tomorrow's show, as I said, we'll preview the Syracuse game. We'll review BC hockey losing to Har- I mean, sorry, playing Harvard. And everything else in between. Now, uh, also, Super Bowl just finished. I was watching a little bit of that. Wyatt Ray did not win the Super Bowl as uh, the L.A. Rams uh, won, won it. I mean, I didn't even... I mean, it's nice when a BC player gets it, but Wyatt Ray is like the third-string defensive end. It's kind of hard to kind of get excited about that. It's not like Matt Ryan out there or John Johnson, things like that. Uh, but it's been a while since a Boston College player has won one. So we'll get a few more in there and increase our odds next year. Hey. Green Bay could be really good. Get Corey Dill, uh, AJ Dillon a, a, a Super Bowl championship too. All right. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can follow the Twitter account of the site at LockedOnBC and everything in between. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.